Informative, educational, and entertaining. VoiceAmerica.com. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Well, welcome, Crustbusters. Yes, you have just stepped into a crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile. I am thrilled to be part of the powerful lineup on Voice America. My program, Crustbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life, features stories of people who are busting through the crust to live life full out. Right about now, probably scratching your head, wondering, what the heck is she talking about? What is crust? Well, let me just tell you this. Crust is anything that stands between you and what you want out of life, between you and your dream, between you and the miracle that you already are. Today, we are here to speak with Linda Schaefer to talk about what it means to accept miracles and reach for your dream. Linda is, uh, is with us today, returning from Rome, just weeks after her trip to Rome, where she attended Mother Teresa's beatification, one of the steps to sainthood in the Catholic Church. Linda is an internationally known photojournalist and the author of a very, very heartfelt, unique book called Come and See, A Photojournalist's Journey into the World of Mother Teresa. This book combines the text of her personal journal with some 160 full-color photographs taken as she lived and worked with the missionaries of charities and the international team of volunteers run by Mother Teresa throughout India. I'm telling you folks, this is an amazing journey that Linda is on. This is an amazing book. And I want to just let you know right now we have Linda Schaefer here with us want to welcome her and not take up any more of your time because I know that you will want to hear from her. So, Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pat. I love being on it. I feel like I already know you. I know. We have talked so often. And I was just, I was just saying that uh, to you before the show that I have picked up the book again. I mean, it's almost like I keep the book out, and it's almost like the cover is so compelling I cannot not open the book. And so, um, you know, I picked up the book, read it from beginning to end, looked at the photographs again, and I just cried. And I, and, and I am just so inspired by what you have done, what I call heart art, H-E-A-R-T art, you cannot look at this book without it touching deeply, deeply, deeply into your heart and soul. And I want to just thank you so much for the courage to do this. Well, thank you, Pat. And that, that, that is a great honor of all the, um, the people that I've talked to. I think that is, that is certainly the greatest compliment to say that it is a heartfelt book because that, to me, is what the journey was in seeing and going to see Mother Teresa and becoming a part of her work mm-hmm. and the work of the missionaries of charity, it was a heart 
led experience. And I don't think I could have done it if I hadn't been in tune with, um, with what my heart was telling me to do. That is so clear in this book. And I want to make sure our listeners know that. Um, I, I was very, I was struck by the title. And the, the title, Come and See, and I thought, oh, what does this mean? This is intriguing. I want to come. So could you tell us a little bit about how you came to create such a title? Well, it was kind of a, a natural t- uh, title. It was um, Mother Teresa herself gave me that title. Mm. It, there was no other title. And it really was about how I came to get permission to document her work. Okay. And it was no easy journey. It was no easy task. And in the third, the third time I asked her for permission to, to document the work as a photographer is when she said to me, very well, come and see. Try our program and see if you like it. Mm-hmm. And then, Pat, it occurred to me with absolute, like, <laughs> this, this mind-blowing explosion, my God, she's inviting me to be a nun. Because that's a program the Missionaries of Charity offer to potential novices to see if they, in fact, want to begin the journey, which is so difficult within the Missionaries of Charity because it is so dedicated to serving the poorest of the poor, to serving the destitute, to serving those who have no other means of support. And it is very arduous. And so when Mother Teresa offered this to me, I was like, but Mother Teresa, I'm not here to be a nun. <laughs> I'm a photographer. <laughs> and she laughed. It was, she almost laughed and said, oh, yes. And as if just remembering or just suddenly occurred to her that I was, in fact, uh, there for another purpose. But was I really? <laughs> you see? <laughs> and she, that's when she pulled out a pink piece of paper and wrote on it, Dear Sisters, please allow Linda Schaefer to photograph the work. God bless you, Mother Teresa. And that, that became my passport. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, that note is in the book. Yes, it is. It was uh, I got sad. to that page in the book, and, you know, I can't tell you. I just had to have the tissues next to me because I was, I mean, it, you know, it, it was how deeply uh, what you have done touched me. And every time I turned the page, it was like, look at this note. Look at this wonderful, wonderful opportunity for you, Linda Schaefer, to fulfill a dream, apparently, that you've had for a while. Is that correct? Yes. I think, you know, photography, for me, I discovered photography when I was about 18 years old. Before that, I had delved into my art. Okay. I was a drawer. I was a, a painter. I'd lived in Italy as a, a young teenager, and my mentor was Michelangelo, Mm. I would sit on my bed and I would copy his work to detail, you know, all the the pieces from the Sistine Chapel. I loved the Renaissance period because it was so real Mm -hmm. and because it was God-inspired. It was all the, the paintings are inspired by 
the Bible. They're inspired by wonderful stories from the Bible of faith and inspiration. And that, to me, was just as important as being an artist, was mm. being inspired as an artist through God. Mm-hmm. And um, when I discovered photography, that's the first time I saw a photograph appear in a tray was that moment of, you know, one of those epiphany. I think I've had a number of them. <laughs> but it was that moment of recognition, like, yes, this is my art. This this resonates with me because it is so real. Mm-hmm. And I like truth. I am I'm about truth. It's very hard for me to tell a lie. You and, and I are kind of both, you know, aligned in that way. <laughs> What's that? You and I are kind of aligned in that way. Well, you know, you know when you're telling a lie, and that's when you talk about crossbusters, it's getting through the lies. Oh my gosh. It's breaking through your own lies, and we create a lot of those lies. We create our own boxes. We create our own barriers to learning more about ourselves. And I think the journey through photography gave me a greater skill, a skill to discover more about myself. Because that comes out. I'm sorry? That comes through so clearly in something you say in the book. You say, Going to Calcutta would also bring up pain from my past. And you talk a little bit about that. Is that what you're referring to about sort of getting the truth of, your, of, of where you are in life? Um, well, Calcutta was certainly um, a huge testament to that. It, it brought up a lot of the unresolved issues from my past, including... <clears throat> One's around my family, mm-hmm. uh, around my husband. Mm. Um, my husband, my first husband, died of cancer in 1992. I had not given myself the opportunity to grieve, fully grieve over that, mm. uh, over his death, over his passing, over being continuing in this life without him. And Mother Teresa sent me at one point to the Home for the Dying. Mm. to work there, and it was not a place I really wanted to experience. But you can never say no to Mother Teresa. I don't think so. Yeah, so I went, and in the process actually found that I was very okay with being with people who were dying because I was so accustomed to it. Wow. Was that your first experience with that, with death? Yeah, my husband. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and then and then the work uh, with uh, with Mother Teresa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was the first um, true experience. I mean, my husband died in my arms mm. oh. and alone at home, and so it was a very beautiful journey. And I certainly felt God's presence in the room when he died, mm-hmm. and I felt God's presence in the home for the dying. There's wow, no question about it that Mother Teresa had invoked a great spiritual presence in that room. Mm-hmm. And so when people look at the outer, mm-hmm. when they look at the outer um, and say, well, the home's not a beautiful home, well, on the surface, yes, it's not an absolutely beautiful home, although extremely clean and immaculate. And, yeah. But the presence itself yeah. was so beautiful. 
Well, let, let's on that note, let's take a short break and sure. give our let's give our listeners a chance to call in toll free at one eight 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 three three five five two zero four to speak with Linda Schaefer, author of an amazing book. It's just an amazing book that uncovers the world of Mother Teresa in a unique way. And this book is at the direction of Mother Teresa herself. So please call in at one 335 5204 to also receive a free copy of this book. Grace, Linda graciously will, will uh, give that uh, out through this show. To find out more about uh, uh, this show, crustbusting.com, uh, please go to our website and stay tuned to hear more about Linda's journey into the world of Mother Teresa and her journey into her own awakening. We'll be right back. Did you know that who you are and how you feel can be determined by your handwriting? It's true. And on As I See It with Ron Rice, he'll prove it. Heard every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. As I See It, we'll discuss how profiling handwriting can do everything from matchmaking to solving crimes. Ron will show you how to detect temper, love, and jealousy in the written word, as well as have discussions on some of the most famous letters of all time, such as the John Bonet Ramsey ransom note. This show is interactive, so you can send us handwriting samples to have analyzed on the air. The written word is a powerful thing. Find out how powerful by listening to As I See It every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com. Sometimes day-to-day life can feel overwhelming. That's why it's good to know that you have somewhere to turn. There's a new self-help show called Win Without Losing with your hosts, Dr. Paul Volsloff and Dr. Jan Cunningham. On the show, the doctors will help callers and listeners with many of life's problems. So won't you please join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on voiceamerica.com. Come see what all the talk is about. So what about the best road experience you guys have had so far? When we're having a really good experience on the road, I usually don't remember most of it. Today, our party topic is don't own it, don't worry. How was the premiere there, Freddie vs. Jason? Wonderful. Absolutely. www.voiceamerica.com It's what you've been missing. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk www.voiceamerica.com Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting. We are back, and you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, and I am Dr. Pat Basile. What we do here is bust through the years of crusty conditioning that holds us back from living life full out. We are here on Voice America on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, and again, Thursday evening, that's if you cannot get enough of us, at 8 p.m. And today, we are honored to have with us Linda Schaefer, a photographer by trade, but an artist by intuition, recognized by respected magazines and newspapers. Her work has appeared in the New York Times, Catholic Digest, Time, Newsweek, Atlantic Journal, Constitution, Parade. Oh, I could go on and on. She began her career as a journalist for CNN in 1985, but found she couldn't lose her first love, photography. And so as a result of that, we have this amazing book, that is called Come and See, and it is uh, a, a book about 
the world of Mother Teresa as seen through the eyes and the experience of Linda Schaefer. So, Linda, welcome back. Thank you, Pat. I'm wondering who you're talking about. Oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing how, how that happens? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like an out-of-body out of experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Actually, talking about out-of-body experiences, there is a, there's something in, in the book that I found absolutely fascinating, and I wonder if you would mind sharing a little bit about it. Sure. You talk about your, tele, your, your airplane ride experience with a gentleman that sat next to you. Oh, okay. It's not and, something I normally share. Uh, okay. But I'd be happy to. Um, it, it was one of those, that, that, like you explained at the top of the show, mm-hmm. um, miracles can happen if you allow them to. And I think that my entire life has been about accepting miracles and acknowledging them when they come. Mm-hmm. And I'm very open to that. And I'm very open to, you know, some people are really into out-of-body experiences and so forth. I'm into just allowing the ordinary miracles to happen. There you go. And if outrageous ones happen, hey, that's great too. But we can't get addicted to them either. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, and I have done this, gone to India and been addicted to the process of wanting to get that high through meditation or through looking at the guru, you know, there, one becomes so attached to forms that you lose sight of your own inner journey, which it has nothing to do with anybody but yourself and yeah. your own relationship to God. Yeah. And so as I was, I was traveling on this plane in 1995 to go to see Mother Teresa, it was probably the most difficult period of my life. I'd gone through a lot with the death of my husband. I'd gone through other things as well that I'm not going to get into right now. Mm-hmm. But it was a very, very low period in my life. And I got on this plane. I was in Frankfurt Airport, had a couple arguments with women in the airport, sat on the plane. Suddenly this man comes and sits next to me. He's an Indian man dressed in designer blue jeans, which I happen to like, and a blue blazer, which I happen to like. Uh huh. He turns to me and says this Indian mantra that I'm familiar with, Om Sadam. And I look at him, up at him like, oh. And then without even looking at me, he said, it was very hot where you were this past week. You had a very difficult week. Yes, I did. And he said, you nearly didn't come to begin your journey to India because of your father. Don't worry. God saved your father. It could have been yes, it could have been no. Your prayers helped save him. And he continued on in this line of absolute knowingness of who I was. And I didn't even question him. And during our three-hour conversation, he said to me, he told me, didn't directly tell me that I was going to be seeing Mother Teresa, but he said, don't let go of this goal. Don't let go of this project. Hold on to it because it's very important. And he said sometimes in the past you have become insecure and you have let go of things. Don't let go of this one. Fulfill this mission of yours. Mm. It was very important to me to hear that because later, of course, the journey would become extremely difficult, extremely painful. At times I wanted to throw the whole project away because it was so hard. Yeah. 
And so, but I never did because I remembered these men's words, don't let go of it. And then he also told me, and this was with great joy in his voice, he said, you are going to, you have a hole in your heart that needs to be filled. You have always yearned for a baby. Don't worry, you'll have one very soon. Mm. And I said, no, not possible. I really thought my time was up. And he said, no, very, very soon. And in four months, I was pregnant. Oh, my goodness. So it was very, everything he said was absolutely accurate. He even described my first husband. He described his death. He described the journey with him. And he also told me that I would not be with my second husband for long. Mm. And um, it, 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 was, it was a very, very detailed account. It was not a psychic talking to me. No. Um, it was a messenger. Mm-hmm. And it was a messenger with a very strong message for me because why? Because I needed it. And because I, I had said, I have to admit, very honestly, a few weeks before I prayed to God and I said, I don't want to just be praying to you up there. I don't see you. I want you to come and sit next to me and talk to me. <laughs> well, you called that in your, into your circle, didn't you? I did. I, you did. I, you know, sometimes you have to be demanding. God sometimes says, I am your servant. If you want something from me, ask for it. Exactly. And be specific because one of the things that, you know, we do on cross-busting, and I, and I tell this to people all the time, you know, if you want something in this life, please ask for it and be specific because, you know, as much as we'd like to think that, you know, we have spirit and God doing mind, you know, doing mind reading, it's an impersonal law. You're going to get what you ask for. So, Let's stand up and be specific and see, in, in, in your case, what you have said is so, so important for our listeners. You showed up and you were open. You, you called it into your circle and you were open to, to, to what God was going to show you without judgment. And the courage to do that is sometimes, you know, it is difficult for m- many people, you know, to step forth and do and Hearing your story is inspiring, and it you know what I what I'd like to ask you about is that that difficult time you just mentioned. You mentioned that there were times that you had uh, you thought I'm done with this. I'm I'm not going to go forward with this. And in reading the book, I could see that you stepped forth in courage into an area. I think you even said you were completely out of your league. Mm-hmm. And. What did you do in those moments? I mean, you know, you were on one hand, you know, you were challenged. On the other hand, you were surrounded by amazing angels. And that had to create such a sense of courage and motivation. How was that for you? Well, I think, you know, Pat, I've always known since I was a young child that our time here on this planet is very limited Mm -hmm. and that we only have a certain amount of time to fulfill our mission. Mm-hmm. And each and every one of us is very unique in the eyes of God. And each of us has been given a gift. Um, and we have to discover that gift within ourselves. It doesn't, people sometimes think, oh gosh, I gotta find that artistic part of me. There's a lot of people on this planet who are not artistic. And that's okay. You don't have to be artistic. Yeah. But you have your own gift. 
you know, whether it through, be through speech, whether it be, be uh, being a teacher, a wonderful, wonderful teacher. I think God's greatest uh, disciples are teachers because they truly have a gift uh, in sharing their knowledge with others. Um, so the courage, it, it, is, it was with sometimes with my fingernail scratching the surface. Uh-huh. I was so distraught about things at times in my life. But I got through it by simply walking through the fire. Mm. And that has been my, my, my way of breaking through fear. If I'm okay. fearful, I walk into the fear. Mm. I walk into the fire. I was scared to death of going to Calcutta. Now, I'd been to India before, but I hadn't gone into the city of Calcutta. Going to the step, the door of Mother Teresa, took an enormous amount of effort on my part because I knew that it was not simply a photo journey. Mm-hmm. I knew this was a journey of my soul. Wow. And I had to go through fire to get there. As a matter of fact, I went through malaria before I got there. Mm. So I went through a few weeks of malaria. I think sometimes when we get, the closer we get to God, the closer we get to a higher spiritual realm, the more we have to be cleansed. Mm -hmm. So we go through these purifications, whether it be, like for instance, even when I went to Rome, I got this terrible case of bronchitis. I'm still getting over it. Mm. I hear a little rattling. But it was for me, I see it as a purification. It's not necessarily just a cold. Right. You know, we, we collect a lot of toxins in our body from negative thought forms. Mm-hmm. So those have to be cleared out. They're just That's waiting it. to get out, aren't they? Yeah. They, they just, I mean, what kind of signal do we need to get to realize this stuff does not want to be in our bodies? Ultimately, you know, Pat, <laughs> we all are going to meet our maker. Oh, yeah. So, well, so we might as well get through it now, mm-hmm. get through the, 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 the stuff we have to get through and discover who we really are. Wow. And who are we? We're really children of God. That's we are, we are. Aren't we? I don't care what people say, what definition, what faith we cloak ourselves in. We are all the same. We just are on different journeys, different paths to get there. But ultimately, the, at the end of the journey, we meet the same spirit. Wow. You know, on that note, Linda, let's take a short break, but let's, let's tell folks um, how they can contact you or learn more about um, the book. What is, the, what is your website? www.motherteresa, without an H, motherteresaofcalcutta.com. Okay. Let's, when we return, we'll say more about that and, and how people might contact you. For now, please call us at 1-888-335-5204 to speak with Linda, Linda Schaefer, author of this amazing book, Come and See. And uh, this is a book, a journey that uncovers the world of Mother Teresa in a very, very unique way. So please call 1-888-335-5204 to speak with Linda and receive a copy of the book. Stay tuned to hear more about what this was like for Linda to be side-by-side with uh, this living saint, Mother Teresa. We'll be right back. 
Learn how to improve the quality of your work life with Beth Sims on her show, Work Life Today. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Work Life Today is a show that will keep you a step ahead of the changing business culture with cutting-edge ideas and applications. Learn how to immediately improve your work conditions, get motivated, and discover the power you have over your own life with Beth and her esteemed guests. Tune in to Work Life Today every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Have all your estate questions answered by John Vermillion on Estate Planning with a Purpose every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Learn how to incorporate long-term care into your estate plan, discover the benefits of charitable giving, and find out how to develop a plan that will save you money come tax time. Everyone should have an estate plan. Get your started the right way by listening to John Vermillion and his show, Estate Planning with a Purpose, heard every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Do you enjoy helping others? Are you a nonprofit group needing information on strategy, fundraising, and grants? If you answered yes, then you need to tune in to the new show, Charity Talks, with Dr. Jerry Musich, every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Jerry will discuss many topics on charity, from helping nonprofit groups with IRS regulations to helping donors measure nonprofit effectiveness. So please join us every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time for Charity Talks, right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1 888 335 5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting. Welcome back to the show, the Crustbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile, and my guest, the internationally known photojournalist Linda Schaefer, who followed her dream to capture the essence of the world of Mother Teresa. Linda traveled to India with her first husband and following his death in 1992, and she spoke about that earlier in the show. And, um, you know, what can we say about each and every one of us who steps forth, recognizes what it is we are called to do, and then, as Linda did, take a, takes the action, the action to, to do it. And Linda talked earlier about breaking through the fear. Let me say this. Please call us at one 335 5204 to speak with um, uh, Linda or email me at pat at crustbusting.com and also to receive a copy of this fabulous book. Linda, welcome back. Thanks, Pat. You know, I wanted to ask you a question. There are so many magnificent photos in this book, not just the photos, but what you have written about your experience, about the people that you volunteers, um, the people that you, you, you met on the street, the children, the dying, and I know I don't know if, if this is a, something that, that you have, but I was wondering, was there any one experience that stands out in your mind above the others in capturing so much of you know the the essence of truth in these people? Pat, I, there, I have to say that it's probably I had so many. I I, I had one in particular with a woman 
who came into the home for the dying, and she had stomach cancer. And this was 1995. She walked in with her young son. And my heart went out to her because, of course, my heart always goes out to people who have had cancer Mm -hmm. because of my own experience with my husband who died of cancer. And I sat down next to her. She was put on a cot, and she was screaming in pain. Mm -hmm. And I recall I just sat down next to her, and I began massaging her stomach, just gently touching her belly and massaging her shoulders. And eventually she fell asleep, because this is very often what I would do with my husband. Mm. I would massage him to sleep, because that would help through the pain. And in that process, I felt some of my own pain lifting, And I just, you know, what was extraordinary about it, and I don't know for sure because I haven't double-checked yet, but when I saw the photograph of the woman who was healed of cancer as a result of Mother Teresa's divine intervention, which is what brought her to the place of beatification, I looked at that photograph and I thought, oh, my gosh, that's the woman I met at the home Mm. for the dying. Wow. Who had Mm. stomach cancer. Mm. And even if it wasn't, it doesn't matter, but because it was there was something about her that resonated in me. But I think Mm. that um, all the experiences, you know, people have asked me, Well, you know, India is so poor. Mm. How can you face all that poverty and how can you face all that filth? And and I say to them I don't see that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes, I see I see the poverty, naturally. I grew up in a lot of third world countries. Mm-hmm. I've experienced um, a lot of the pain and suffering that people go through when there's no money, when there's no clothing, no food. However, it's like Mother Teresa also said, if you want to know God, know the poor. Mm. because you will see the face of Jesus in the poor. Mm-hmm. And I have always felt the same. I've had, I feel very connected to um, poverty. through, mm. And in, I have been through many of the slums of India and have actually also captured the joy. Why? Because the Indian people, in spite of having a very heavy percentage of poverty, are also some of the most spiritual people I've ever met. Yes. And in their spirituality, in the slums, I don't care who they're praying to, they have a sense of joy in their lives. Mm -hmm. And you can't replace the joy and peace in someone's heart. Mother Teresa said that we in the West are the most spiritually poor. I read that. And because of that, we are also some of the saddest people on the earth because of the loneliness that we experience. She said the leprosy of the West is loneliness. Mm-hmm. And that is sad. That is, that is even more sad than I have been, I have experienced the lepers in her colonies in India. And in those colonies where the lepers are so busy working and producing and um, making the stories for the missionaries, the charity sisters around the world, there's a great sense of joy 
mm-hmm. and productivity and community. And I think that's what we're missing so much in this country now is a sense of community. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is very powerful. Linda, we, um, we are really gifted in that we have a caller. Oh. Yep, I believe we have a caller on the line. I'd like to welcome Jane. Are you Hi, there, Jane. Jane? I'm here. Yes, I am. How are you today? Great. Um, I am just so grateful that, that, Linda, you're on this show. Um, I have read your book. You and have. I'm so struck by it because um, I'm also a Seattle University graduate, and during my master's degree I had the opportunity to go to uh, work with Mother Teresa, and I turned it down because of my fear of being in Calcutta and the fear that I wasn't strong enough to, to be able to do that. And so I you know, felt an immediate connection when I looked through the book and saw these pictures of, of CLU students and, and just your journey of your saying yes. Um, and also when I spent some time in India uh, outside of Bombay uh, at the ashram uh, for Siddha Yoga uh, with Guru Mahi to and walked into the small little town of Ganeshpuri. I was also struck by just the simplicity of life, but how fulfilled and, and content in their own way these, these beautiful people seemed. And I've uh, never forgotten that. And so um, I'm just thrilled to, to hear more about your personal experience in this in this wonderful journey that, that you decided to embark on. My question, Linda, for you is, I had a sense of some of the completion work that had been going on in your life, and as you say, around your husband and his dying and holding him in your arms, and then the parallel experience that you have in, um, in the house of dying um, with your um, your time um, with that woman and, and different people. And I guess what I'd like to know is, do you have a sense now of a sense of completion of that part of your life that is launching you into the second half? Where in your spiritual journey does this experience of documenting the life work of Mother Teresa and confronting your own grief over your first husband and different things in your life. Where does this now fall in your journey? Is it is it catapulting you into the next? Um, I'm just wondering how this fits in for you, if you have an intuitive sense of where God is leading you next. Uh, well, Jane, that was, that was great, and thanks for um, sharing that. I'm familiar with uh, the Siddha Center. There's one here in Atlanta. And really, um, there were a number of Seattle University students in Calcutta while I was there, one in particular, Debbie Brown, who was one of the most joyful women I met there, mm-hmm. very, very happy. Mm-hmm. And um, where is this taking me now? Well, you know, day by day, we, we ask ourselves that, and What's important is that God sometimes puts uh, certain things in our path, and <coughs> we, we work towards that, but we also have to be open to that also changing. <laughs> we mm-hmm. become attached 
to, oh, God's sending me this signal today, so mm-hmm. I'm going to get down and determined to work on it. However, the next day, that can also change. So we mm-hmm. have to open, be open to the possibility that it's just planting seeds and leading us into a different direction. Now, what happened to me recently was going to Rome, Italy, for the beatification of Mother Teresa, and I had no expectations around that journey other than wanting to be there to pay tribute to one of the greatest ladies of the century. Mm-hmm. And I was simply going to be there as an observer. However, as usual, Mother Teresa put me to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was extremely busy. Um, number one, I went with a, a huge group from North Carolina, 38 um, people, five priests, and a bishop. And the bishop was very good friends with Mother Teresa, so I immediately began videotaping a lot of interviews Mm. and learning more about Mother Teresa than I could ever have imagined possible Mm. from a very different perspective. Mm. And I was interviewed by numerous uh, medias in in Rome, which kept me very busy. Mm -hmm. And then on the way back from Rome, I met a number of other priests, particularly one, who also was very good friends with Mother Teresa. And in the process, I learned about what Mother Teresa's journey had been. What was I learned about the part of Mother Teresa that I was supposed to learn in 1995. So I saw the mother side, the, the, the truly humble, beautiful, giving, compassionate mother. Now, Suddenly, I'm learning about Mother Teresa, the making of a saint. Mm. It it was an extraordinary um, gift that Mother Teresa gave me a new insight into what really, what her real life had been about her personal journey, her personal struggles. She, in fact, went through a long period of the dark night of the soul. And she went through her own enormous amount of pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And in the process, as I'm hearing about this, I also realized, my gosh, that makes her even more human. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we can even more strongly emulate. Mm-hmm. And the saint, what is the description, the description of a saint is someone to emulate. Mm-hmm. So all of these millions of people who have thought Mother Teresa was the absolute perfect person who is always happy and joyous is not is the whole truth. The whole truth is that she experienced an enormous amount of suffering and on the flip side of suffering is joy and the only way we can truly experience joy and peace in our hearts is by going through suffering. You know, very good is thought but very true. And that to me has has um, instigated some new ideas, and I would like to write a second book, which is going to be The Making of Saint. What is it? Thank you for telling us all that. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. You're welcome. Wow. You know, thank you. Jane, thank you so much, and we'll be um, making sure you... Get another copy of this. 
um, share it with your friends because it really is an amazing journey. Um, you know, on, on this note, let's take a short break. And uh, when we return, we'll talk more with Linda Schaefer, amazing, amazing book, author, photojournalist, and she has really captured the blessing and, in the world of Mother Teresa. So please stay tuned with us and uh, call us at one 5204 to receive a free copy of the book. Also, Linda, we said that we can reach you at www.mothertheresaofcalcutta.com. Is that right? Yeah, or if people can call me personally. What number would you like folks to call you on? Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 